Electricast. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Welcome to Missing the Point with my guy, the real BK, Bob Kelly. Uh, what's going on, man? We ha- haven't done this in a while. You know, we had some difficulties last time we were on, but, you know, we finally got a chance to get back together. So I- how's everything going? It's good, man. I was going to say, it feels like we did a show recently, but right. the pu- the public just never got to see it, man. It's yeah, like yeah, exactly. in the abyss of the Missing the Point, you know? Yeah, de- definitely in the head of the archives, for, for sure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, t- tonight would not be the same. The, the revolution will be televised and, you know, our voices will be heard. So we're, we're happy about that. So let's just get right into it, man. So obviously, you know, we're, we're in the off season portion of the NFL season, obviously, but now uh, there's still news that's going on. So uh, we've talked about it on this show already, but, you know, Brian Flores, obviously he got fired by Miami uh, several weeks back on, on Black Monday. And, you know, so obviously right after he ends up, you know, giving a lot of following a lawsuit against the NFL, you know, basically, you know, going and going at their, their hiring practices, uh, a few weeks later, fast forward a few weeks later, he gets hired by Mike Tomlin, uh, you know, up there in Pittsburgh to be the special defensive assistant and linebackers coach. So, is, you know, what, what were your thoughts on, on, on the hire, Bubba? I mean, obviously, it's a great hire. I mean, Brian Flores is a great defensive mind. Uh, dude never should have been fired as head coach of the Dolphins. I do think it has a, a little bit of a, you know, I got your back type type move where Tomlin, Tomlin is, is he the only, no, there's only two. Uh, black head coaches in the NFL right now. It's him and Salah, right? Those are the only two. Oh, yeah, 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 because David Cullen got fired, right? Exactly. Right, yeah, so it's just those two. And I feel like it, it really was like a, a, you know what? You're right. You're fighting the good fight. And, and as a as a fellow African-American, I, I felt like he felt like you're the best man for this job. Plus, it kind of gives a little bit of an extra middle finger to the NFL being like, hey, What's up? I'm hiring this guy still. I don't care about any of this other bullshit. He's the right NFL guy, and it, it, and it's great PR for the Steelers along with it. So, I mean, I I, I think it's a great move for the Steelers. Um, we could talk about Mike's take uh, in a little bit, but I, I think it's a great move, uh, and and I just don't see any, I don't see any drawbacks if you're the Steelers for this, right? Because you already have you know the African American head coach who 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 is a great head coach. And then you take another African-American head coach 
who is also an amazing coach. So it's like, it's just a double win if you ask me for the Steelers. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think, like you said, it, it definitely was I got your back, brother type of move. And, mm-hmm. you know, listen, as we know, he, he should have had a job. But there, there is no debating yeah, that. If you're, if you're still debating at this moment, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You know, you, you spoke with something that neither one of us are ever supposed to in our lives. But, yeah, it, it was awesome to see that. I mean, we can get into some Mike's take. You know, Mike, Mike had a really hot take, so we can just we can touch on that now. You you might know more of the gist of it than I do. I, I read it. We, I responded to him, but I I just know that he, he I think he talked about how Flores uh, will eventually take over for, for Tomlin. So, but that, that's what he believes. But now Watson wants to play for Flores. So, you know, do you think that actually comes to fruition in the next couple of years? So, look, what I said to Mike is, I feel like we've been hearing about Tomlin leaving for like 10 years now. So so I'm at the point where I'll see it when I believe it, man. I, I feel like Tom wins in Pittsburgh um, until he decides he's not in Pittsburgh anymore. Um, a, can you imagine the shit storm the NFL would get if Tom ever actually did get fired? And B, I, I just, you know what I mean? I feel like this has been the rumblings for a long time now. Like Tom was going to leave Pittsburgh. Tom was going to do this. Listen, I don't think the guy's going anywhere. But having said that, I think it I mean, I, I definitely see where Mike's coming with with that take because it is a known fact that Deshaun Watson wants to play for Brian Flores. That is something that has been publicized before. So, I mean, I, I don't hate the take. I think that there's a lot that needs to happen for that to actually come to fruition. Right. But, I mean, hey, they call it a hot take for a reason, right? Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, listen, I think there's not a Pittsburgh fit. Pittsburgh's still a fan alive that would not want that to happen, I think, eventually. Especially if that means you get that you get Deshaun Watson in that deal. I know I think from maybe from a PR standpoint, it might be a nightmare certain extent because of because of what's already happened with him. Um, but if if you ask me, you just go from one allegation to another. But you know, hey, that's it. You know, that that was that's the NFL game. style, bro. That's what they do. <laughs> you know, so uh Leah, don't be mad at me. But uh congratulations uh <laughs> on, on the wedding, but yeah, no, it's just that, that's just what it would be. Like, it, it would be for one allegation that was sexual to, to another one. So even though it was multiple. But listen, it probably doesn't happen. Listen, they've only had three head of coaches in their, their, their uh, franchise history. You know, Chuck Noll and then, you know, Bill Cowher and now Mike Tomlin. So they are the model of consistency, which is what I love about that. You know, I love about that franchise, even though I'm a Patriots fan. But it's like, listen, don't to have that for that long. Like, I, I'm, I'm thankful to have an owner. And Robert Kraft that chose, I mean, granted, winning, winning matters, but you know, to say, you know what? Yeah, there was a rough patch early on, but you didn't you didn't give him the hook, you know, early on when you could have, right? Um, you know, you you chose to stick it out and it didn't say, you know, you you chose the coach uh over and over again. So yeah, I mean, uh I think I would like to see that transition. It'd be cool to see that go them go from Flores to Tomlin. I mean, from uh Tomlin Tomlin to uh, to Flores, but either way. To me, they should find a way to get Deshaun Watson there, honestly. I just think that he would be, you know, it ain't Dwayne Haskins. It damn sure ain't, you know, Mason Rudolph. You know, the, the, <laughs> like, they, like the, and I don't think there's anyone in the draft that can come in right now and be, like, it's not Spencer Rattler. It's not, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of some other guys that may be coming out. But there, there's no one that's coming out that would be better than Deshaun Watson right now, in my opinion. So, but, uh, you know, other than, other than that we had talked about off of, uh, off the air, you know, how do you think how do you think this hiring affects his his lawsuit? Because obviously, you know, we know that he, he put the lawsuit out there. So, you know, that, that, that does that narrative change about him? Does he look like a sellout that he took a job so early? No, I mean, if anything, I think it supports his lawsuit. I mean, this guy went from winning 
what was it, seven of his last eight games with the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. A a team that had no business being anywhere near 500. The only reason they were was Brian Flores. Two, being hired as a linebacker's coach, not even a D coordinator, as a linebacker. That's what he is. That's what he is. Well, I know. Well, Terrell Austin, he just got promoted. I I think it is going to be like kind of like a co-coordinator type deal. Uh, But even still, even still, you look at Brian Flores, a dude who should have been the number one contender for almost every head coaching vacancy that was out there. And, and there really shouldn't have been a discussion about it. He got hired as a linebackers coach. You know what I mean? Like, you look at this guy's track record, it, it, it doesn't shout linebackers coach. It doesn't shout defensive assistant. It shouts, I'm a head coach in the NFL. Yeah, and the fact that he's not and that he had to get relegated to a yeah. linebackers coach, almost as a, as a, as a favor, you know what I mean? That's kind of what this seemed like. Is it like it seemed like, I, like you said, hey, bro, I got your back. I know what you do with football teams. I know who you are. I know the kind of skills you have, and I know you're getting the short ends of the stick here. So why don't you come on staff? Why don't we show everyone how awesome you are as a D coordinator, as a football mind, and and give the NFL the middle finger? You know what I mean? It's just, it, it, it re- I think it helps this case a lot because there's no reason that Brian Flores should be a linebacker's coach in the NFL. That man, sh- that man is a head coach, period. It's what he is. Yeah, no, I listen, couldn't, couldn't agree more. I just think, I just know how petty the NFL and other, you know, teams can be. So I just feel like, who knows, maybe Pittsburgh gets officiated differently next year. Like, also remember the Titans type shit. Like, I, I just feel like I could see that happening. And they say, oh, no, like, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's happens there. Like, no, like, there's no... It's not a coincidence, like, there certain calls are being made. You think Mason Rudolph's going to throw a football at someone's nuts? <laughs> oh, no, that's longest yard. That's longest yard. That's longest yard. <laughs> but, well, put it like this. If he does do that, it, it better not be Miles Garrett. I'll tell you that. It better not be mm. him. It, 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 would, it would be a problem. But, no, I mean, I think the reason why he got that title, like I said, listen, he, he is going to be the coordinator. Let, let, let's, let's be real. It's not a cool thing. Keith, Keith Butler, who was there forever in Pittsburgh, you know, he was there forever, just like Dave LeBeau was there forever. I think Keith Butler retired after this uh, after this season. So that that's why. So it, it would have looked bad to be like, oh, like another guy that's been here, we're not going to promote him, as I put that in air quotes. You know, we're just going to give it to, to Flores. Like, that's what it really is. Like, they know what the deal is behind the scenes. Like, he's going he's gonna to be the same caller. I'm, I'm, TJ White, those guys should be super excited to be playing. Un- under him for sure, Mike uh, Micah Fitzpatrick. Like they should all be, you know, just ready to run through a wall, you know, for him for him on defense. So they were already phenomenal and and super stout on defense. So I, I expect them to go to another level, you know, un- under his coaching. And who knows? Like I said, like we talked about, maybe it does become, you know, a, a pipeline uh, uh, eventually. So any any last words on that before we touch on some college basketball news? Nah, man. I mean, just that, like you said. Like I like we both said, this dude's a head coach in the NFL. Yeah, and 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 that's that's a proven point. And the fact that he's not, um, is it, still just blasphemous to me. But yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, no, agreed. So yeah, so now, so listen, we don't we don't touch on too much college basketball. If we do, we're usually two of the, you know, three people. Because I know DK was on the college show last year. We talked about March Madness. This is not talking about March Madness. It is madness, but it's not. We're not in March yet. We're almost there. Almost. <laughs> almost, almost there, almost that season. But it's time for me to go into my cave for three weeks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, watch a little Clark Kellogg and all those guys. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. going to be awesome. But man, Jawan Howard, Fab Five, 
uh house finest I'm, I'm i'm laughing but it, like the situation was not funny man you know but the question i want to ask like you know I, i'm i'm sure you saw the finish but you know did you you know what what do you think happened because obviously they're going to say what they say in the media but what do you think was said for him to even get to that to that point because that that was that was wild to see what he did i guess that, that assistant coach so you know just what, what was your initial reaction to that uh you know to that punch on the sideline i mean Okay, so I I don't want to ever say it was it wasn't warranted. You know what I mean? Like no head coach ever in any sport should be throwing punches, man. If anything, you're the one who should be holding back the punches. You're the one who should be setting the example that you know, um no matter the situation, no matter what's happening, you cannot lose your cool. All right? That is the message that all head coaches everywhere need to be pushing. At the same time, I don't disagree with them, man. I I don't disagree. I I, I honestly I, I agree that the timeout that was called was absolute horseshit. That game was over, uh, and, and and it never should have been called in the first place. All right. So if that doesn't happen, right. That fight never happens, yes, and, right. and and I, I get it. It you know you, you play to the ends of the whistle. You play no matter what. But at the same time, is like okay, it gets to a point where it's like, all right, wh- what what are the altercations that could happen here? What are the repercussions that could happen? And I, I mean, I, I honestly don't. What, what's your take on it? Because I'm in the middle of it. Like, yes, I, Juwan Howard should not have thrown that goddamn punch, but. Should have even been in that situation to begin with. Wait, well, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't get the premise. I mean, and I, I, he, the coach for Wisconsin talked about, oh, you know, we had backups in, and you know, they were, they haven't had that much time against the press. But I'm like, bro, you're up twelve with like twenty seconds. Like, it's not that serious, bro. Like, I, it's, it's, it's just not like, even if they did turn the ball over a couple of times, like you're still up five percent. Like, it's cool. Like, it's not. This is not going to be a team Mac. You know, it gets the Spurs type of ordeal. That's not happening. No one on Michigan is going to score 13 points in 32 seconds. Like, that's not how this was going to go down. So, I think he was trying to just stick it to Michigan, you know, because, you know, Big Ten rival, you know, was, you know, they're ranked, they're not. And, you know, you know, college basketball more than any other sport when it comes to upsets because they, they storm the court, you know, it, it, get, it gets rowdy and it gets intense. And that's, that's what I think happened. Now, uh, before I, I give more analysis on it, I just thought it was funny, and I and I forget who who shared this uh, this tweet, but I'm still laughing about it today. But to say they they had, they had a picture of Jamon and said, "Well, I guess uh, Michigan's still having trouble with timeouts." I want to shot at Mr. Webb. I said, I said, damn it! Like I was like, I'm like, this is this that should not be that funny. But I'm like, I I'm like five four or five days later, I am still I still find that to be. That was just, it was just, it was perfect. It was, it was perfect timing. The person who tweeted is definitely a dick for that, but it, it, it was so, it was so funny. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's true, but uh, like you said, man, you got, you got to keep your cool, man. You got to, you, you can't, I guess, stick it up for your players. I, I, if that was the case, I'm with you. Like, you, you stick up for your players, but you can't be out there looking like Jeff Van Gundy. I don't know, you remember that tape Bro, from the late man. 90s when he's, he, he's hugging on a lot of some morning because they're going back and forth. Like this, this wasn't, and I, I think Jawan might have been down there. So he, he, I don't know, maybe he's just used to being the scrums. He's used to being that, that, that guy. But like I said, 
you can't as, as a leader of men and necessarily a leader of young men at that, you know, you, you can't, you can't do that on a deeper level. They just started to acknowledge the fab five again, just started to. So a lot of stuff that went down with Ed Simon, stuff that went down with Chris Webber, Jalen Rose, Ray, uh, Jimmy King, Ray Jackson, like they had just really started to get around to acknowledging it. And the, the first step was making Jawan the head coach. So it's just like, yo, it's, it's so much, there's so much more than just what happened in the moment. It's a ripple effect because now people that were already looking to dog their fat five and, and continue to discredit them, you know, almost 30 years later, this gave them more ammunition. You know, and that, that, that to me is also another thing that kind of gets lost in translation. That's unfortunate, you know, but it, it, it isn't what it is. But, you know, I'll ask you about the suspension and then we can move on unless you have anything else you want to add. But, you know, did you think the five-game rip was, you know, was uh, was sufficient? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, if, if if this was a first-time offense, if he had never done anything like this before, I would say maybe you let him go with the slap on the wrist because, you know, I don't want to say it, but boys will be boys. You know, like some people talking shit. Things happen. But this isn't the first time Jawan Howard's done something like that. So last year, uh, end of the Big Ten championship game, he had to be restrained from going after, who's coach in Maryland? Uh, Mark, Mark Terzian or Mark Terzian. Yeah. I, forget, I yeah. can't remember his name. Um, so the, this isn't without precedent that something like this has happened. So I think you had to suspend him. Um, you don't fire him for this because, you know, like I said, Boys will, or men will be men, boys will be boys. Competition happens, all right? The, the way it started to me is is why he didn't get fired. Because all he was doing, he was going through the handshakes. And he just he just mentioned to, to the coach, you know, I'll remember that. That could have stopped it right there. You know what I mean? Like, the coach could have been like, yeah, okay. Kept walking. That's not what happened. That's when, the, I, I think his name is Guard, put his hands on Howard. And then mm-hmm. Howard, I have to say, though, Howard came through with the wussiest punch. If, if that if that's not a basketball punch, man, I don't know what is. It's also it's also he's been retired. It was like, more of like a push, you know. Because, it was more yeah, of like a push. In, 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 in his heyday, you think he was coming in with a haymaker? Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure, for sure. What's he? He's from Chicago. He, he is yeah. not. You know what I'm saying? He's that, and that Chicago came out of him on 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 Sunday. That's what happened. Without, you without, can without see any death, <laughs> like. That, that's exactly what happened. It was like, oh, like, oh, oh you tried, you tested me. Cool. Let, let's, you want to find out how real I am? Cool. I got you. Wait no, wait no further. I got you. And that, that, that's what happened. And I also think because, you know, obviously he's tall enough, but, you know, when you're not, it, it was almost like you're registered, like, wait, he just, he just had me said, boom. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it wasn't even, uh, and it went right back to, you know, which we, you know, what happens in the inner city. It's like, we, we, you, 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 you start hitting before you ask other questions. In this case, a question was asked, it was an answer, and you still, it's so much It's like, wait a minute, man. Like, what, what are we, what are we doing? But, you know, to, to your point about, uh, maybe if it wasn't without precedent, then you would give him, you would, you know, you wouldn't have given, you would have gave a slap on the wrist. Honestly, I think the fight especially was a slap on the wrist. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why I say that, when I when I saw the video and once again, um, you know, I know this is Black History Month, like, oh my God, I said you caught it on video in 2022. It's over. He's done. He's fired. Like yeah, after he's first, I was like, it's over. Because I'm just like, that and that was that was like Mark Few or you know, Roy Williams or Coach K or whatever. Then it'd be like, oh, you know, it's an unfortunate event. But you know, it it just 
I was thinking of oh, everything, you know, the, the usual narrative. I thought for sure, <laughs> because when I saw people like Jay Billis and... Do you think the T-word was going to get dropped? The thug? You thought thug was going down? Yeah, yeah. All, all, all the... I, I said, I said, oh, man, I was like, yeah, I, I thought for sure we were going to... Uh, breaking news, Jawan Howard has been, you know, relieved of his duties at University of Michigan. Member of the Fab Five that are like, yeah, I, 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 was, I was ready for that headline. I was more fired up about it the, the other day when we initially was going to talk about it, but I was just like, oh my God, like this is, this, this is, this is crazy. But yeah, so like I said, the five, the five game rip to me was, it was a slap on the wrist because like I said, I expected them to say, hey, you know what, you know, thanks for no thanks. You know, hopefully this doesn't mess up all the with the Fab Five because once again, C. Webb, Jalen Rose, Jimmy King, Ray Jackson uh, deserve to be honored, not just by college basketball, but definitely University of Michigan. They put Steve Fisher on. They put that school on. People wasn't wearing Harachis before Fab Five. They wasn't long shows of college basketball before the Fab Five. Like people wasn't shaving their heads before the Fab Five. Like. From a cultural standpoint, they mean so much to the game of basketball. You got to give them that just do. You just do. Regardless of how you felt about that situation, I just think that, you know, hopefully that that doesn't get lost and in, in, in shuffle because, like I said, you you can't you can't erase what they did out of, out of history. It, it, it's just that simple. So, you know, any, any, anything else on that before we get into uh, All-Star Weekend, man? No, nah, man. The only thing I have to say is I'm just happy they didn't fire him because... It could have divided the college basketball and, and, and the college basketball landscape so fast and, and become such a bigger story than mm-hmm. it really needed to be. So I'm happy they didn't go with what your gut initially was because I think that would have just created so much unnecessary, um, so much unnecessary, what's the word I'm looking for? Drama. drama yeah, drama for, for college basketball that's just not necessary. You know what I mean? The five-game suspension, slap on the wrist. Let's let's just get to March Madness and, and see what happens. We don't we don't need we don't need the NFL press really anywhere else in sports. You know what I mean? Like that that's just not not the, the direction we want it to go. So right. I'm I'm happy that they made the decision they did and gave them that five game suspension. That's, really, that's all right. Yeah, exactly. You know that's and we we'll leave it at that. So, uh, well, from one thing that was madness to another thing that was madness, but for the for the wrong reasons. Uh, well, that, that also was for the wrong reasons, but uh, All-Star Weekend, man. Before I give my thoughts, what, what, what was your the All-Star Weekend overall? So I liked I liked the three-point contest. Um, okay. I like seeing Cat win. Uh, honestly, I like the three-point contest every year. Always have, always will. Everything else was hot garbage that weekend, man. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I don't even want to call it a slam dunk contest. Because that was the most outrageous, horrendous slam dunk contest I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I don't think I knew one person that was in it. And I consider myself, like, a pretty hardcore NBA fan. You know what I mean? And it just, it just seems like every year the names get worse and worse. Then the All-Star game, which, yeah, it ended nice. That was cool. Steph Curry going off was amazing. But it felt like he was the only one that was really trying in that game for some reason. Uh, Luka Doncic, I don't know what happened to him in that game, man. He was just jogging for four quarters. Um, I, I don't know. They, they 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 found something cool with this whole 
you know, uh, two captains, pick your teams, that whole mm -hmm. thing. Like that, that's, that's an awesome thing to do. Mm -hmm. And the way that they had it set up the past couple of years really worked. But for some reason this year, I don't know what it was, man, but it lost me. The only thing that kept my attention all weekend was three point challenge. I don't know about you. How do you feel? What do I, well, I, I worked, uh, my other gig for most of the weekend. So I missed a lot of it, but I'll start with the slam dunk contest. You got to get actual stars back into this event. Bro, you have to, it doesn't even, honestly, it doesn't even need to be stars. No, it, it, it does because the, okay. this, this, the, the reason, the reason I'm saying it is that you, you can give a rebuttal if you have one. Because we grew up on, I mean, granted, we, we're not, we weren't the Dominique MJ era, but most, most people in our era considered the 2009 contest to be the best of all time. Who was in the, that? The, the, the Richardson. No, no, that's, that's, that's before, right before. So Vince, Vince Carter, Steve Francis, T-Mac, and I, I figured who the fourth person was in there. But so you had, you had, you had those young, you had stars, they were still stars in there, you know, doing some of that dead, the, the, you know, the guy you just brought up, Jay Rich, right? J Jason Richardson. Back to back years, that that listen, that between the legs, East Bay dunk, listen. I and I know I listen. I get it. Those that are listening that are a little bit older than us. I'm gonna prove them. What about Jr. Ryder? I I listen. Jr. I mean, oh Isaiah Ryder. I I listen. I get it. He was the original. I I I, I hear you. Jason Richardson took that dunk, and he went doo -doo 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 -doo. like he he turned it up just just enough where. He threw it off the glass and it ended up the late. Listen, I'm sorry. It, it's better. I'm sorry. But I'm like, we, you, you can go back. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. Um, that old 2 dunk contest. Think about guys like Desmond Mason, right? Desmond Mason could, could, could jump out the building. Um, even the year that Fred Jones won in 04, like, Fred Jones was doing stuff. Yo, Jared Be, Smith, Joe, like, be Joe, Joe Green that year? Yeah, Jared <laughs> Green. You know what I'm saying? Right? So it's just like. Well, you gotta you gotta get guys that aren't you know that just aren't a game dunkers. That's why I love Anthony Edwards. Like Anthony Edwards, they asked him, you know, when do you think you'll get in the contest? He was like, "Look, man, I'm, I'm an in game guy. I like dunking on people." I say, "Yeah, you know, what? I, I feel you. I feel, I feel you. We're not gonna do all this push in the air. I get that. I do think people are not giving Obi Toppin his his judge do that dunk when he went up and then went back over to like over jump over the guy. That was crazy. Um, also doing the three sixty. Having the ball touch the glass, then dunk it. That's hard to do, and I get mm -hmm. it. Then we're not. I people. There's too many attempts that's being done. I get that. You should get a zero after three attempts, in my opinion, or after two attempts. I should say, like they used to do, um, or just give you a thirty, like they used to do in the past. But we need our stars. So John Moran, we need you out there. Fuck all that. Oh, I need a million dollars. Come on, bro. You already get mad, Brett. Just, just come out there. You're, 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 you're someone that people want to see. You know, I mean, I say, I don't think there was someone doing, but he's someone that should be out there. Uh, I'll say, I like Obi Toppin. I think Obi Toppin is, is a hell of a dunker. I, I, I do, like but, Obi. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, Anthony Simons, even though he didn't, he didn't do well for second in a row, like he definitely has some bounce. Cole Anthony, to me, yeah, he's, he's not really a dunker. It was cool to see the things with the Thames, but I'm just like, bro, like, that's not. Even though I'm a UNC guy, but I'm like, bro, like you're, he's going to catch someone in the game off adrenaline. He's not someone that's going to be out there doing windmills. Like he's going to be on a fast break, catching for an M1 like Derrick Rose. Like that, that is some, that is, that's Cole Anthony's type of game. So I, I didn't, I didn't get why he was in there. But once again, if you can't get guys in there, it's, 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 it's a problem. So I, I just, to me, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's wild. It's, it's really wild. That they don't want to get these people in there, but you know, you brought up Steph Curry. Listen, man, you know, just just when you thought it was safe, uh, 
I don't, I don't care if it's an all-star game. 16 fucking threes, bro. 16? 16, bro. I, I, I'm like, I said, I said, this guy is on another level. And I mean, damn, you know, to think that Trey Young might have been next and he's had threes and looking at Trey Young like, you got a long way to go, buddy. Yeah. You got a long way to go. My favorite part about Steph. So actually, before I go to Steph, so I, I just want to go back to the dunk contest for a second. And, and, and yes, Obi Toppin was, was impressive. He was the only one to me that really stood out. That was like, okay, this guy can put on a show. When you look back at the top dunk contests, right? This used to be, this is why I'm just so disappointed at where this event has ended up. This used to be the, the, the Mecca of all-star weekend. You know what I mean? This was bigger than the game, the slam dunk contest, right? You look at, um, I, I, I'm just going to read it right off the list. We have Crypto Nate versus Superman in 2009. Nate Robinson beating out Dwight Howard in the dunk contest. One of the best dunk contests you'll ever see. You have a five foot nine guy beating out someone who, who is the defending dunk champion. Amazing, right? Then you go to um, Jordan versus Dominique in 88. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to say. You know what that is. All right. Then you have Dwight Howard, like I just said, the 2008 Dwight Howard, where I, I'm pretty sure he dunked from the free throw line, right? Yeah, that I, I mean that that's 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 Superman dunk, crazy, crazy, unbelievable, right? Unbelievable, right? Then you have the number two. This is the one that stands out to me, man. I will never forget this night as long as I live. The 2016 dunk contest between Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. To me. I know that the the one ahead of this it was amazing just because of who it was, what he did, uh, and how amazing it was. But those two guys put on probably the best 45 minutes to an hour of entertainment yep. that the dunk contest has seen since those Dominique Jordan days, man. From from the guy, uh, the, the mascot doing spinning on the roller skates and, bro, Unbelievable. That, that whole dunk contest was wild. Then number one, one that'll never be touched. Vince Sanity. We already brought it up. Just just going absolutely berserk. Doing things in an, in an era that were just unheard of. Like the, the legs, the, the ball through the legs dunk that just seems routine now was That was his opening dunk. His opening dunk. Right, the opening dunk. And it was unthinkable. At the time that someone would get that much air and have that much time to do what he was doing in the air. It was just, it was unheard of, right? Fast forward to now where your best, your best name, your biggest name in the dunk contest, the one that has the most athletic skills, is someone that probably three to four out of ten NBA fans would know. And really only like the diehard ones. Like if you walk down the street and you went up to someone, you're like, yo, who's Obi Toppin? 80% of people are going to be like, I have no idea. So it's just exactly like you said, you got to get the names in there, man, because you look through this list and it's like, what do you, what do you realize? Name after name after name of people that you recognize and know and are all stars and and are that caliber of player. But the the only one they're missing before we, Move on to the Celtics. Um, the only one they're missing on it, you might have said it, I might have missed it. You said 09, but uh, the first dunk contest that they won in 06 in Houston at the Toyota Center when him mm-hmm. and Edward Dollar was going back and forth, 
Yeah. Andre Iguodala should have won that. I, and I know there's some people that will listen to this and will probably leave a comment on a TikTok and say, Rayshawn, you're out of your mind. That's cool. You can say so. Uh, I thank you for listening. Uh, uh, Andre Iguodala won. When he, he threw that, behind, he threw it off the glass and Over the, came from yeah. underneath, underneath the, the rim and, and, and dunked it and, and, cle- and cleared it without, without touching his head. I said, bro, <laughs> I was like, this, this, this guy got it. But Nate, Nate won because he jumped over Spud Webb, you know? And, yeah. you know, it, once again, the entertainment factor, he, he, that's Nate. Nate understood that. Gerald Green with the birthday cake dunk, right? Remember that? That was so good, you know, man. Get, that was get, so get, good. Get, push the birthday cup. He blew out the candle. He blew out the candle. That, that was crazy. Even the dunk he had when he, he jumped off Vert and his socks. And his socks. Yeah. He, you know, so there, there, there's just, there's so many different moments you remember. It was like, wow. Even, even um, the one that Kobe won in Cleveland, right? You know, Kobe, young Ray Allen, and people talk about Ray Allen. Ray Allen could actually get up there in his early days. It wasn't someone that was always shooting threes, and he wasn't always shooting those beautiful floaters. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't any of that. Like Ray, Ray Allen in his early days had had some bunnies attached to him. Kobe did too, obviously. Eddie Jones. So yeah, like you know, we can we can go on on and on in that. But you know, so you know, so we we kind of already talked about it, but. uh you know, I think you kind of touched on it, but if you want to elaborate it as we close the segment out, what uh, what's one thing you would add to maybe next year's All Star Game to make or even going forward to uh, you know, to bring back the fans? More mic'd up, man. That was my favorite part of the whole weekend. You, you should mic up every single player that is on that court. Do it a lot like the the baseball All Star Game does, where they almost have interviews in the middle of the game and shit mm-hmm. like that. Really get inside those players' head because my favorite part of the weekend was watching Steph Curry mic'd up. And 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 knowing how well he was playing, hitting the three and turning to the fans behind him and going, yo, what's the record? What's the record for NBA All-Star points? Like that shit. Did, did it go in? Did it go in? Did, did it, <laughs> right, bro. I love that shit. Give me more of that. Like the more interaction, the more dialogue you hear between the players, it makes... Because the All-Star Game is, is an exhibition. That's what it is. It's a glorified uh, uh, a glorified street game of basketball. You know what I mean? And and to hear the interaction between the players and hear, you know, those like them talking shit to each other and hearing all these things would make the game so much better to me. That That's the number one thing I would put in the game. More mic'd up. Give me that. All day. Yeah, you know, I, I'll listen. I'll, I'll share that same sentiment. I think that's awesome. Like I said, it, it gives more insight to what, uh, the players are thinking in that moment because it's always different in, in the huddle than it is when they get onto the court. What's different on the court is it's into the huddle, so or even in the locker room, right? Uh, also, too, the, the last thing I thought about, too, was, this was something I, I would add, but uh, I love that video that went viral with uh, Michael Jordan and uh, Magic Johnson. Uh, you know, Magic, tell, I mean, MJ telling them, hey, uh, you know, me and you one-on-one right now. <laughs> and Magic Johnson laughing it off like he wasn't serious. And MJ, hey, what's that's serious. Dead serious. Like, it's that serious. Like, man, just turned 59 years old last week. It was like, yo, he said, I'll still give you buckets right now. <laughs> so, like, that, that that was one of the highlights. It was cool that they honored, you know, the NBA 75 in Cleveland as well. Because I know that's when that the NBA cool. 50 was there too. So, that was awesome to see. It was cool to see, you know, some Celtics and, you know, some of the guys that played that weekend uh, will be when they come in 2047 for the NBA uh, 100. So I, I have two quick things about that NBA 75. So first, non-Celtics related. 
what's up with Carl Malone? What was that whole thing? I don't. So am I miss, So am I? What what news story did I miss? So, so it's, it's not. It's has, not new. It's not. It's not okay. new. Apparently, or not even apparently. Well, apparently, allegedly, whatever word you want to use. Uh, when he was at Louisiana Tech in the '80s, before he came out, uh, I think he was either 19 or 20 years old. Apparently, uh, or allegedly, he had got a 13 year old or pregnant in Louisiana. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> right, yeah. So it was like, oh, it was like, oh shit. So that's what they were saying when when they talk about Carmelo. It's a, it should have been saying be that, you know, yeah, but yeah, it should have been from behind bars. So, so yeah, so I that, didn't know that. You know, okay, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'd heard about that a while ago. I, I said, I, I didn't know if there was any, you know, really validity to it. Then again, it was never really ever denied either. So that's also equally as scary, but that's a whole nother, you know, uh, yeah. conversation for another day. But yeah, so that, that's, that's what that, uh, that's what that meme, uh, was about. I can't even say running joke because there's nothing funny about it, but I, that's, that's exactly what, what had happened, unfortunately. Well, the um, meme joke, not that it's a joke. You know, yeah, no, no, but no, but I, I agree though. It, it should have, it should have been from behind bars. It should have been. It should have been from behind bars. The and then the Cleveland Stadium is uh, within two hundred feet of an elementary school, and that's why Carmelo wasn't allowed to attend the ceremony. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Or, or the one, <laughs> uh, the, the other one that got me too. They was like they shouldn't have booed Steph Curry when they when they introduced him, and it was like you know he, he I mean, he's on job before Cleveland, and actually he's from Ohio. He's from Ohio. Yeah. yeah. So. He, he he's from Akron as well too, so that, that's hilarious. And then the other wait before we move on, the other one from the NBA seventy five, bro. I saw KG Pierce and Allen made up. Did you see that? To to an extent, to an extent, to an extent. I was surprised they got the hey, picture. KG though. legit was like, mm 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 mm. Yeah, I, I, for I, you, I, bro. Don't, I don't I don't know what what's, what like what, what is it gonna take because it's just like Pierce said it. Pierce said that he's like, look, me and Ray are good. We yeah. good. He's like, yo, it's over, it's over, bro. It's over. It's like, it's over. Y'all been retired. Y'all, all, all three of y'all on the Hall of Fame, bro. Let it go. It's over. Yeah. It's over, bro. Like, it's, just, it's, it's okay. Like, it's okay, KG. It's all right. And I get it. There's a part of me that loves it to an extent, but it's like, yo, like, you didn't get one without Ray. Yeah, Ray got one without you. Okay. Okay. That sucks. All right. You know, y'all, all three of y'all should have been two-time champions. Well, Ray would have been three. Could it be like, but it's just like, I, I get it. I get it. Anniversary, speaking of which, mm-hmm. quick tangent, sorry. Anniversary today, uh, before we move on to Celtics, we're over some Celtics history. Mm-hmm. 2000, well, when did we win? 09 we won? Oh, oh, wait, oh, wait. Oh, wait. So 2010, today is the anniversary of the trade that sunk our 2010 championship hopes. Or was it 2011 championship hopes? Yeah, probably 2011 championship hopes, where we traded Kendrick Perkins and Jeff for Jeff Green, and it came up on my timeline today. And I thought I saw it and thought of you instantly. I was like, All right, I need to bring this up tonight. Um, but you, but and 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 high, I mean, obviously, high side is 2020. So I get what Danny Ainge was thinking. Like right. obviously, in that, in that moment, in that moment, we don't you don't feel that way because it was like, wait a minute, like we never that started five never lost a series. Never to this day. So it's like it's in the head, like that starting five of Rondo, Ray, Pierce, KG, and, and Perk never lost a series. Like that's that's a fact, not an opinion. Danny H saw how the NBA was going. And he saw yeah. he's like, you need you need another athletic wing if you're gonna compete with the Miamis of the world. And he, he wasn't wrong. And the piece the piece the guy just wasn't Jeff Green though. Yeah. Even though even though they had drafted him a few years before, 
right? They drafted him number five and they traded him for Ray Allen. I I just think that he, he just wasn't he wasn't the right fit. You know, he has some great games in Boston. I think his best game was against Miami. It actually hit that game winner in the corner. No, no, no. Well, that that that's that was the that was the next year, but the, the year before when he uh, he had forty three against Miami. LeBron hit, hit the game winner on that because uh, that's that's what Miami won like twenty seven in a row. Uh, that year, I think 2012-2013 year when they won the uh, their second ring in a row. But yeah, no, I, I remember the game winner in Miami. That that was great. Hell of a pass from Gerald Wallace. Oh yeah, that's a name job you think you were hearing in, in, on, on Gerald uh, Wallace, in, right? in, yeah, in, in, in 2022. So, but before we get into Celtics talk, uh, let's hear a word from our sponsor, Skillist. This episode of Missing the Point is being brought to you by Skillist. Getting golf lessons can be a pain, but it doesn't have to be anymore. Download Skillist the app that connects you to the best professional golf coaches from around the world. No more driving to your local range to get an overpriced lesson from some random coach. Skillist lets you pick your coach, record your swing, and get detailed analysis, all from your cell phone. Want a lesson from Seth Curry's coach? Or how about Cameron Smith? You can get them all on Skillist. Plus, through this exclusive offer, get 20% off your first lesson with the promo code MTP at checkout. That's MTP at checkout for 20% off your first lesson. Download Skillist and cut strokes off your golf game before the spring. Took the words out of my mouth, bro. Right. All right. So yeah. So you know, got to got to get into some Celtics talk, man. You know, they they have they have played extremely well as of late. You know, as as I guard uh, as I guy DK said, you know, they've become uh, rewatchable again, or you know, uh, and and they have been. You know, they've come in tonight. You know, winners not in a ten. Let's say we're recording this on a, on, a, on a Thursday night. So, just in your mind, you know, or in your in your, in your uh, you know, put on your analyst cap. You know, what what is what is Gar right for this team over over this stretch? Defense, period. Best best defense in the NBA over this eleven game stretch, and, and that's not even that's not even a debate to be had. That is just pure fact. There's multiple analysts around the NBA right now that are calling the Celtics switch defense because that's what they are. Every single person on that court can cover any person that comes at them, and that's what Emmy's been going for. Um, and multiple analysts around the NBA are calling their defense not just good, not just great, but dominant. Right. Dominant. And they're honestly, when you take, so the biggest the biggest thing to me that, that really changed everything around is when they stopped taking Rob when when they stopped locking Robin underneath the hoop and started letting him actually roam on the outside a little bit and, and, and playing a lot more switch D with Rob. Because when you have someone like Rob Williams just working around the entire court, knowing that any shot that goes up could get blocked, knowing that, you know what I mean? Like you have this guy who is just a defensive mastermind uh, roaming the court at all times. It, it is just unbeatable at this point. And the only way I've seen anyone beat it is is with the most athletic stretch fours that you could possibly think of. And and, and not many teams in the NBA have that right now. So I, I think this defense, man, is really what turned the corner for us. And that move, taking Rob uh, out from underneath the, the basket and letting him roam the court was so big, man. Uh, the defense that you've seen in the last 11 games is, is defense that can win a championship. Granted, we need to hit our goddamn shots to do so. But if we keep playing the defense like we do, I, I think we have a shot to get out of the East. And you know what I mean? Like, this is obviously very pro-Celtics and very positive thinking. But yeah. with that defense, man, we have a shot. Not saying it's going to happen, but we have a shot. 
Well, no, I, I think the defense probably really all year has been the most consistent thing. And even honestly, even though we were, you know, we had all fell off early on because, you know, we were pissed off at how things went that, you know, that Bulls loss and that San Antonio loss, you know, stick out amongst, uh, amongst the bad losses of the year. But even in those games, they was a uh, big. So it was like, it showed you like, yo, like they, they can dominate whenever they feel like it's just a matter of, are you going to stick to the habits that got you to the dance? Mm-hmm. And right now they're doing that. You know, and like I said, you know, we're recording on the Thursday. I, I don't know the final score, but I, they were smacking Brooklyn, as, you know, as we got on to record this. So, you know, it's it, right now it's 10 out of 10 out of 11 wins, you know? But yeah, so but, but besides the defense. 129 to 106. Oh, beautiful. 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 Uh, you, 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 love, you love to see it. And, you know, I just, I just think to me, you know, teams are barely cracking 100, you know, for, for the most part. And these are teams that have full strength, not a full strength. Like, like you know, that little stretch before, before the break when they got through Denver, Atlanta. So again, and B was there, so it wasn't like, oh, so like no, these guys were out there, and they they were giving it, giving them the business. So, and I, like I said, they're they're handling business against teams they're supposed to now. That's the biggest thing because they weren't doing that early in the year. Um, they would let teams hang around, which is kind of what happened in that Detroit game too, right? Um, but if that's going to happen. I love the fact that they came back with this focus because it had been very easy to lose this game against Brooklyn tonight. You know, even though they added on Steph Curry and RJ Drummond, it had been very easy for them to, to you know, to lay down and then kind of keep them in it. But, you know, they've made sure that there was no, there was no doubt that they were going to win this game. But they should beat Detroit again on, on Saturday, in my opinion. You know, Detroit plays them pretty hard, as, as you mentioned, you know, when we speak off, off the show. But, yeah, um, absurd. but yeah, no, it is, it is. But, but besides, besides the, the defense, I got to say it's the balls movement has been the biggest, mm-hmm. you know, biggest difference for me. You know, they, you know, the ball that does not stick, you know, and, you know, they're trusting the offense. They're trusting that the next man is going to make the play and understanding that, oh, okay. If I get it back to someone, so I may get it back and then I get a wide open three or I get a wide open layup. And, you know, and I'm sure, you know, the next thing too. You know, outside of the ball moving in defense, they're they're finally healthy. They're finally healthy. You know, other teams have been healthy throughout the year, which is why their records have been where they've been. You know, we've always had somebody out. So now that now that we, you know, have have a, our rotation set, uh, we have our health in order for the most part. Uh, the most has been really in a few years. You know, they're showing, hey, we we're on par with anyone else, not just in the East, but in you know the NBA. So. You know, but, you know, to add on to that, you know, what, what has your thoughts been? Because we haven't been on since this trade happened. You know, what were, what were your thoughts? Or what has been your thoughts or impressions so far on uh, Derek White? Love him. Love everything about him, man. The way he plays basketball is exactly what Emmy was looking for. Um, you know, it's no no coincidence that he came from San Antonio, where Emmy came from, that he has the same mindset that Emmy has. And plus, I, I don't even think... Adding Derek White was really the biggest addition versus getting rid of Dennis Schroeder was a big addition. Listen, I get that he is a a good two-point guard. He He's good as your second point guard. But at the same time, man, I had had it with Dennis Schroeder either doing one of polar opposite things, okay? He was either, we would go on an 8-0 run, be pushing the ball, be doing awesome. Dennis Schroeder would just slow the game down to a point where everyone's just standing around on offense, mm-hmm. and that's when the Celtics get into trouble. That's when they start watching the game. That's when they don't move the ball. That's right. when you see ISO Jason and ISO Brown, and all these bad habits start to come up. Or 
we'd be on a run and you'd be like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then Dennis Schroeder pulls up from 34 feet with 18 seconds on the shot clock. And you're like, bro, what universe are you on? So, so to me, <laughs> right. to, to, to take a, a shoot point, a shoot first point guard or a point guard who likes to slow things down, who likes to have the ball in his hands versus Derek White, who is a known playmaker, known defensive mastermind. Uh, I keep using mastermind. Known defensive prowess and, and can hit open threes. It just seems like the trade from a point guard who, who is everything the Celtics have been doing wrong for the past two years mm-hmm. to a, a point guard or a guard who is everything the Celtics should be doing right and, and, and everything that we should be playing like, to me, it is a huge difference. From the moment Derek White showed up, man, that first game he was on the court, he had like four threes. You could see a different attitude in the game because that type of thing is contagious. You know right. what I mean? It absolutely is, especially with this team. I don't know how many times we've seen the Celtics kind of feed off each other when it comes to bad habits. Do you know what I mean? Like, especially Jason and Jalen. Once one starts to ISO, the other one starts to ISO. They just start staring at each other and they start playing hero ball. And it really is uh, a contagious thing. You bring in Derek White, who who doesn't have that mindset, who has the mindset of let's move the ball. Let's 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 be playmakers here, guys. And, and you can see it just take over the team. I think Derek White's a huge move. He's not an all-star. He's not an all-pro. But I think he does way more than what the measurable show. Right. So, and I think, so that kind of adds on to what we've kind of been clamoring the last couple of years about on this show, right? Because obviously, you know, we've all as individually or collectively had takes on the goal, like maybe split the tandem up. And, you know, basically, because, you know, we grew frustrated with the product, grew frustrated with how they were playing and saying, well, maybe, you know, you move off one of them. And, you know, majority of the show was picking Jalen Brown over, over Jason Tatum. So, you know, Mike and DK, I really hope that you've changed your mind um, about that because, Jason Tatum has been nothing short of phenomenal really over the last six or seven weeks. Uh, Jalen has too. And I think they finally figured out like, oh, we're, we're the two best players on the floor most nights. Let's, let's, let's act like it. And I think, you know, they've gotten angry with the talk about, oh, split us up, do this, do that. And I don't know if you saw the, the podcast with him and JJ Reddick, you know, where Tatum talked about, you know, I don't know why so many people want this Tatum to break up. Like, we're both under 25 still, or we're 25 and under still. You know, it was like, you know, the grass is not always greener. And I felt that was a direct shot at us <laughs> on the show. Because, and, and, and I'm like, I'm glad he said it. Because it's like, wait a minute, like, this, you know, it's easy to overreact in the moment. And granted, they, they gave us reason to be pissed off. So I, I want to mm-hmm. be clear about that. What, it, it, was, it was fair and accurate to be upset with their play with their effort but you know now like i said they they've they've seemed to buy to buy into what's going on and they're trusting the process you know no pun intended so you know i just i just love to see what i've seen from them i hope that these these two continue to grow i just think Derek white is an example of if you put the right players around tandem and brown you're going at least to the conference finals at least and i know the goal is to get to the finals and win it but you're going at least to the conference finals if you get more players like that that can surround that you can surround Jason and Jalen with. You need more playmakers around them. You guys that can shoot it around them. They've become willing playmakers now. You can see yeah. that. There's no. Yeah, there's no more. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no more. Like, well, I don't know if Jason's going to pass. I don't know if Jalen's going to pass. They have shown now 
over the last couple of months that, you know, they're, they're going to move the ball. And that was someone like Derek White. And then you got Derek White and Marcus Smart being those primary ball handlers. You know, Al Horford sometimes as a secondary, <clears throat> excuse me, a secondary playmaker. Rob Williams is a phenomenal passer. So, you know, you want to make, you want to make sure they keep doing that, but you got to keep surrounding them with guys that one, know their role, right? Because that Derek White knows his role. That's, that's what makes it even better. Shooter, rightfully so, was looking to get paid still. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I'm forever grateful for the 38 he had against Milwaukee. He was sensational that night. You know, there's a few games that we wouldn't have won without him this year. So I'll, let, let's just call a spade a spade. So I'm thankful for the contribution. Was it erratic at times? Absolutely. Was it something where you stretch your head, try to pull out your, your hair? Absolutely. But there was still some games that we would not have won uh, without his contributions off the bench or even as a starter. So uh, for that, Dennis, we say thank you. And wish you the best of your future endeavors in Houston and beyond. Uh, that being said, like I said, I'm excited for this these last 22 games. You know, what do you think is a realistic, you know, win loss record to close out this regular season? I think if we, I, I don't want to do records because I'm not great with numbers, but I think if we can get to the third, fourth, third or fourth seed, we okay. can get home field in that first in that first round. I'll be happy with our regular season. I got. I got to say though, going back to what you were saying uh, about surrounding Jason and Jalen with the right talent, man, I think that's something that we never really, or by we, I don't mean me and you, Celtics fans never really gave that the opportunity to actually happen. You look at everything that's happened. We went from Kyrie. Just we don't even need to to open that can of worms. We know what happened there. Right. To your next point, Gerd, of pretty much the same kind of player, just not as great of a passer in Kemba Walker, right? Another shoot for his point guard. Then you have Dennis Schroeder, another shoot for his point guard. You're noticing a trend here? Finally, we have someone who actually, it doesn't matter if he has a ball, if he's playing off ball, if he's playing on ball, he is the same player regardless and he will look for other people to get their shots before he gets his and he will look for the right play rather than the most spectacular play or look for his open shot or look for these things that that just haven't been there before so i think having the right guys around Jalen and jason is such a key piece and something we haven't seen yet um so i, I completely agree with you there also going back to Jalen and jason if there's two people that have been on the you guys are absolutely out of your mind if you think it's a good idea to break up Jalen and Jason. And if you do, I promise you, five to ten years from now, we're going to be looking back at this era and being like, I can't believe we let one of them go. And that's been me and you from yep. day one. Being like, listen, guys, you don't know what you have, all right? You don't know how special these two are. And if we let one of them go, I promise you, we will realize how special they are. And it's not going to be an excitable, uh, an excitable realization. What? I can promise you that. All right, we've seen it with Sagan. We've seen it so many other times in Boston sports mm-hmm. where someone leaves Boston, who is a superstar, goes somewhere else, and, and we're just out here wishing that we were a bedpost in their bed while they're making love to someone. All right, that, that's happened multiple times. Pretty much no, but even to add on to that, because even though I did have that that same thought as you, even even then, if and I did go a little further, even if you did break him up, I would say you got to keep Tatum. You got to keep Tatum. I, 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 if, you, if 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 you were going to break him up, Tatum's the guy you have to keep. 
Um, to me, he was the Pierce. Brown was the Antoine Walker. And that's okay. Brown, Brown, if that was Antoine, Brown probably would have been the first one to win the championship. And he would have been on a team that, you know, probably would have moved the ball, moved the ball around. And I, I remember, shit, I remember when Antoine got his ring in Miami. I was fucking eating. I was like, oh my God. I was, I said, I said, wait, this, this is, this is the player that Danny H thought you couldn't win with him on the team. Like, wait, well, this, this is what you did. So, you know, I, I get it. Antoine was a role player by the time he got to Miami. I forgot he was on that team. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. So, yeah, cause he, he went, he, so what happened? He traded Antoine to Dallas. Dallas. Yep. And then, you know, traded Dallas for fucking Yuri Welsh. Jesus, what, what, what a name job there, right? Yuri Welsh, bro. Yeah. It was the yeah. same. We, we traded for Yuri oh, Welsh. And, and, and Red for Franks. And Red for Franks. Yeah, Red Jesus. Yeah, so Red for Franks, right? So then, you know, trade deadline a year later when Doc Rivers first year, they, I think Antoine's in Atlanta for one day, just like Rashid, comes back up to, to Boston that year. We win the division title, lose to Indiana, and in seven, Gary Payne goes to Miami. Also, does so does uh, so does Antoine Walker. They win the championship that year. And I'm just like, wow, like that's 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 crazy. That's who the guys we had are now now world champions. That that's wild. So thank God, you know that Kevin McHale chose to gift wrap Kevin Garnett to Boston. Although at the time, you know people didn't even want to let go of Al Jefferson. So which is wild when you think about it in hindsight. Like you didn't want to let go of Al Jefferson for. Kevin Garnett, like this is this wasn't you know this this wasn't Chuck Hayes coming back in the deal, but I'm like once again another casual name drop. Uh, <laughs> well, 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 welcome, welcome, welcome to the rabbit hole show. We're uh, <laughs> we're full. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. So any 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 final words when we get out of here? Just that. Listen, Celtics fans, uh, we've done this before. All right, we've had these shows where we talk people off ledges, but guess what? This is not one of those shows. Finally. We have a show with some positivity. Looking forward with the Celtics. I love the makeup of this team. Wait, and one last thing. So it's kind of part of my final word. Celtics fans, aren't you happy that you gave Emi Adoka a little bit more time than 14 career games coaching? All right? I, I, I'm so sick of seeing, oh, Emi needed to be fired. Emi needed this. Listen, the dude had never in his life coached an NBA basketball game. Never. Give the man a little bit of time. It takes some time, guys. Can you, can you blame us, though? And I, no, I, listen, I can't. I, okay. I, I, had, I, had, I had to push for ready too. I'm sorry. I, I think I would, because I know what Jason and Jalen are, so I, I was just like, yo, like, you cannot have this type of talent, and you guys are blowing these many fucking leads. Like, I, I was, it was just my mind. Like, he, he used the word mind-boggling, like, it was mind-boggling how many games they were blowing in late-game situations. So I was just like, yo, like, I've had enough. Like, I'm I'm done. And it's because it had been more of the same of what we saw the last couple of years. So it was it was just so much. But, yes, I'm, I'm glad that they now are trusting his process and that, you know, he's starting to find his bearing as a coach. Short, shortening the rotation has done wonders, wonders. You know, for them. Um, So, yeah, I just, like I said, I just hope that, you know, Derek White continues to contribute. Um, that Al Horford continues to contribute. That Rob Williams continues to grow into um, one of the best big men in the league. You know, I think we're we're about a season or two away from seeing him as an All Star, in my opinion. Um, it's hard because you know when you're behind Jared Allen, the Bam out of Bios, Siakam. You know, Siakam's on the center, but I mean, I just think about guys that play at the wing instead of position. It's going to be hard for him to get in there, but. To me, he's every good. He's every bit as good as Jared Allen and Bam Adebayo. Not the, not the talent they are offensively, but defensively, he's on par with anyone uh, in this league. 
Um, it's, it's not even close to in my opinion. So, but yeah, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, Brad, Dan, you know, he, he didn't take heed to what, you know, fans and media alike were, were saying and had the pitchforks, you know, ready, you know, to go. Um, and really for, for my, for my final word, uh, and I don't know if it's really a final word, just really just a, I can't believe this, this is, this is happening. I feel really bad for Kemba Walker, you know, has a great career in Charlotte. Has an all-star year with us his first year in Boston. Uh, plays entirely way too long in Chicago for the all-star game in 2020. Essentially ends his career there. You know, we go through the pandemic or the, the worst part of the pandemic at that time. Back after four months. Has really one of the best plays I've seen in Southern's playoff history with that bounce pass. It's ice that should have put mm -hmm. us up 3-0 against uh, Toronto. Obviously, you know, you know how that went. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. He got he got his soul snatched um, in that Miami series, and just wasn't the same after that. <laughs> and you know, as Celtics fans, we try to tell Knicks fans that hey, you know, he wasn't he wasn't going to be that guy. Now, it's wild to me that they're going to stand for the rest of the season after that he should be bought out. You know, it's ironically, I think he'd be perfect off the bench for us. I do. I think he'd be perfect Some off the bench. offense off the bench. Absolutely. Yeah. Ten, ten or twelve points off the bench yeah. easily. And like, because to me, I, I want Derek White eventually started. Great. I want. I could. I, I want Al to come off the bench. So I, I want. I want it to be Derek White, Marcus Smart, uh, Tatum Brown, and then and then Rob. So what, you put Tatum at the four. You put Tatum at the four. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And, and like I said, you know, it doesn't have to be all the time. Obviously, it gets, it gets a series against Philly. Clearly, you're going to put Embiid and Rob in there. But anybody else, you can start. You can start those those five, and you know who's who's scoring on that five consistently. Yep, you know yep, what I'm saying. You're right. You, no. you got two. You got two playmakers. You know, at, at the top. Yeah, you know, re really, you got five playmakers on the floor at one time. Yep. You know, so, no, not many fours are athletic enough to stay with Jason either. So right, exactly. So I, to me, I just think that would be the. And I know that's been their closing lineup. I think that's what they, that's what they've done. You know, since they traded for Derek White. So yeah, like, I'm I'm excited to see what was what, what they do. You know, like I said, we got 22 games left. I'm I'm actually going to put a number to it. That's my final word. I'm going to say because they already won tonight, so now it's down to to 19. But I mean, or to 21. But I'm going to say they go 15 and seven in these last 22 games. I think that's a reasonable. Down stretch. Yeah, down stretch. 15, 15, and then so that means they go, they go 49 to 33 to end the regular season. And listen, if that's the case and they're a top five seed, you could. There's no way you could have told any of us they were going to be a top five seed the way the season started. And also, too, I think the season will mirror the Red Sox season. Remember, we gave up on them too. We gave we gave up on the Red Sox. You know. Me and Mike, I remember me and Mike did the show. We put it, you know, it's in the show. We put in the show notes. You know, Mike, Mike had pronounced them daddy. So then they were soft. They, you know, they, just like with the Celtics team too. Soft, can't do much, won't do this. And all of a sudden, the boys caught fire and gave us a hell of a ride. And that's, that's what I'm, I think that's what's going to happen now too. We're going to get a hell of a ride this postseason. Don't know what's going to take us, but it's going to be a hell of a ride. Oh, man. You know, it's funny. Coming off NFL season, you know, you almost, I don't want to say you forget how much you love this, but I honestly forget how much I love the Celtics mm. during football season. You know what I mean? Like, yep. like, like I, I didn't get as disappointed. I didn't get as sad at the beginning of the season as I had in the past, just because, you know, I had football season distract me. It was a great season. Cowboys were doing awesome. 
But now it's Celtic season, man. And hearing you just say that, just hearing that, you know what? I think we're going for a ride this postseason. Yeah, bro. I'm ready for it. I'm ready. And I mean, I'm 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 gonna be there. So I mean, like I said, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping because like I said, if I'm there for the games, man, it's, it's gonna be crazy. My Celtic socks and Celtics jersey are ready to be put on for playoff games. Okay, uh, so let's, let's go. Let's, let's go. Let's go. And as and just to throw in a little clip about baseball. Listen. Baseball, MLB owners, players, get this shit together. Get it right. Yeah, get it together, guys. Come on. Get, get it together. I, I need to go to a few games. We got concept. We got to talk about. So let's, let's get of, into that. I'm sick of being depressed reading my statuses of like, oh, pitchers and catchers report in three days. Not this year. They're not. Not this year. We already passed truck day. So we, like I said, we, we, need to, we, need to see, we need to see opening day for sure. So uh, we'll leave it at that. So for, for the Road BK, Bob Kelly, I am Rashawn Buchanan. And this has been another episode of Missing the Point, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace out. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B, and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50 Year Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 years of music with 50 year old white guys. Electric acid. Electric acid.